just got back from the gym, and today at my gym, they were celebrating the launch of the very first Orange Theory Fitness franchise in China. Okay. And they decided they were going to celebrate this by making us row a whole lot. Oh, that's racist. Um, yeah, I, I kind of, I kind of felt that way. Uh-huh. I don't know. It, it just seemed like they, they wanted us all to feel like we were on a slow boat to China, just rowing miles and miles. Wow. I don't know. But what I'm really worried about is if Orange Theory Fitness is opening up in China, are we now? Is 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 America for sale? Are we giving away? our best exercise science for getting swole, for getting one ab, the orange theory. Tim, America has been for sale for years. Yeah, that's a good point. Right? Just one chunk at a time. Just one chunk at a time. It's true. I mean, we, we, we could, we could go on for hours about Mondelez once again, but I feel like we've beaten that point to death. Much like Mondelez has beaten some of their workers to death, I'm sure of it. So, I mean, at this point, all we're left is, is, you know, is to, is to snack on, to do what we do, to do what we do unaffected by this terrible world that we live in, essentially, now. Yeah. You know? That's why sometimes when you, when you pick a snack, it's the, it's the P in the per system. It's the first thing, it's mm-hmm. the first part. It's what we're all about. Uh, of the, of the, the scientifically time-tested method that we have inherited and earned. When you pick a snack, sometimes you got to pick small. Sometimes you pick small. Sometimes you pick local. Sometimes you try to stay away from the conglomerates, the Kellogg's, the Mondelez's. Uh, anybody that's involved in any kind of human trafficking or methamphetamine dealing, uh, specifically anybody... You know, that's dealing specifically in in the eradication of chocolate. Oh, man. Trying to replace it with their own version of chocolate. Fake chocolate is is coming like a freight train. I wasn't even a believer in this. It's it's amazing to me that Europe is where this is happening now. This is like Europe is the new front. America has already lost the war on chocolate for the most part. Uh We can get real chocolate here and there, but... But the Europeans would tell you that our chocolate was never real chocolate. Well, yeah, of course. I mean, Belgian chocolate, but yeah, all that—it's sure. all—it it all comes from there. I don't even know where chocolate. I know chocolate is not from America. I know that. I know it's we true. didn't come up with that. It's too—it's too wholesome. It's too pure for America no. to it's, have it's come from, up well, with. It's from—it's from the Americas. It's from an America. An America, sure. Yeah, not just not—not not ours. Not ours. No. No. We didn't come up with that. Nor did we perfect it, nor do we have the best chocolate anymore. And we all know who's to blame for that. We don't we don't need to we don't need to you know, talk yeah, we about it. We don't need to take it up. But I thought it was special with my one ab, Derek, and now everyone in China's gonna have one ab. Everyone. Oh, they'll probably have two, Tim. Oh god. You know they work twice as hard over there. Two billion abs. And I mean, I don't know. I, I feel like I have eight abs now that we have the, you know, official endorsement of his holiness, Michael Ian Black, right? Oh, my oh my goodness. Should we, I think you should, you should, in case 
our viewers missed it. What happened uh, Tim, Tim, this morning? Tim, Tim. Oh, yeah. they're not viewers. What? Well, I know they're viewers, but they're not. You, you, they're not. This is a podcast. You know, so they're I, not. When you say it like that, right? It doesn't make any sense, right? But also. Does really doing a snack podcast that people can't see what we're eating make any sense? Really? I mean, we we could be lying about all of these things that we've we've been eating. We we could be eating saltine crackers and working for Mondelez this entire time, as far as anybody listening to this podcast is concerned. Are you talking about Nabisco Premium saltine crackers, the world's finest oh, saltine crackers? Son of a bitch. This episode of Derek and Timmy Snacks is brought to you by Mondelez International, makers of the saltine premium, premium saltine. You already have them in your house, just in case you get a stomachache. Or maybe if you feel like having some some canned soup, you'll put them in there. It's a good place. Mondelez. It's a good place for Mondelez to hide a listening device. I'm just saying. Yeah, right in your soup. They're in the crackers, Tim. Nobody eats the crackers, and they stay in your closet for years. It's the perfect place to hide it. Oh man, they can they and they can use that. They could put a little sonar in there. They could ping that, figure out exactly what is in your pantry at all times mm-hmm. using this Doppler system. Mm-hmm. You can't hear that frequency. You wouldn't know. Your dog's going nuts. Why is your dog going nuts? Because it can hear that. They can hear that little ping. So today, Michael Ian Black tweeted this very thing about this very podcast. Mates fans, and I don't know if you guys are familiar, but they at one time did a podcast that was a little similar to ours. Um, they called it Mike and Tom Eat Snacks. Uh, they called their show Mates. We call ours Dates. They're mateys, you guys are dateys. Uh, you know, they they have respect for women, we have respect for women, they use the PER system, we adopted the PER system. Uh, they I, are I said inherited. Inherited, inherited, adopted, um, were taught. I mean, yeah. at, the really inst- was- at the Institute, there's a... Very lovely painting of Michael Ian Black hanging right in the entryway. And there is a goddamn magnificent statue of Tom Cavanaugh. Yeah. In the the painting, the eyes follow you. The statue, the eyes are kind of oh, dead. But, but Michael so Ian Black's creepy. eyes follow you. It's so creepy. So today, yeah. Michael Ian Black tweeted this. Mates fans, my partner Tom Cavanaugh is off playing The Flash on HBO or something. But if you need to hit your Snackology Jones... These guys are in the game. And then tweeted out a link to not only an episode of this podcast. He tweeted out the link to the archives. He tweeted out. He went went deeper. He found us. And he shared us with the world. And I I couldn't be more thrilled, Tim. I know it doesn't I know I know my voice doesn't sound thrilled but I am I am beside myself right now with you joy blowing and excitement up, blowing up my phone at 7:30 this morning 7:30 in the morning 
with with my lazy, weird summer schedule, it's not really lazy. It's just that I wind up staying up late and sleeping in really late We've talked because I don't this. have to get up early and drive the kids to school. Right. You're I would right. normally I would, if it was a text message from like my family about, you know, an emergency, I would snooze that I'd sleep another hour or so. Mm-hmm. I, I did not go back to bed after this. I was jacked. As you should have been. I mean, it's one thing for the great Michael Ian Black to have given us his blessing to do this podcast. Let's be real. There's a hundred people doing snack podcasts like this that came from our very institute class, let alone the other hundreds and hundreds of podcasts about snacks that there are out there. The market is literally flooded with snack podcasts. For every one snack, they say there are five snack podcasts. Oh, it's out of control. I don't even know why we waste our time doing this. I really legitimately don't. Then days like this come around. And in in, in all of the, the sea of snack podcasts that exist, the benevolent Michael Ian Black takes his hand. He, he, he digs into the dirt and the rubble that is before him that is modern-day society, that is the landscape of snacking podcasts, and he pulls out a diamond from the rough to show the world. And it's this podcast. I'm just letting it sink in. It's like a it's lot. Been, I mean, it's, it's been it's been, it's, it's been, been in the front of day. my mind all day, but but have I really processed it? It is it's it's huge. I mean, sure, we might have the same, you know, similar type name as their yeah. show. Sure, we might use the exact same theme song, intro and outro, as their show. Sure, we tell each other that we're going to see each other next week. But a lot of people do that. Yes, yeah. that's... that's that would a lot be of like say a lot of people every week. Every week, all the time, and they say hello and goodbye, and they say whatever. Some say adios. Some say sayonara. Some say see you next week. That's what we choose to do. To call our podcast a copy of theirs, that's that's unjust. Yeah, and and, and to be fair, no one's ever said that. I, I think even our harshest critics have said, have not said that. Or I, I our, our, our harshest critics have said way worse than that, Tim. W- worse, worse than that, but nobody has yeah. said this is a copy of Mike and Tommy's snack. Oh, no, yeah, no, no, no. I haven't heard that before. They were like, this is garbage, and I don't know what these guys are doing, and what the hell is the Institute, and who cares about snack ratings. There's been some really mean things said about us. Uh, the worst is when people are like, I could rate a snack. Oh, God, fucking Tim, that pisses me off oh. so much. I could do what they do. Yeah. No, you can't. I don't want. I don't know why I brought up this negativity, man. I don't know either, but now I'm in the red now. I don't want to be in the red. No, I want to I wanna cool this down. I want to like mellow yellow and then into the green. Yeah, well... I want to do what we do. And of course, what we do before we do what we do is we welcome our viewers. And I know Tim, God damn it. 
I know they're not viewers, but I want to welcome our viewers into episode 34 of Derek and Tim Eat Snacks. Derek and Tim Eat Snacks on the internet. 34, I didn't have cable growing up, but 34 was Nickelodeon Mm. in our local cable package. And it was what I always wanted to set the TV to when I'd go over to my grandma's house or the house of somebody who had cable for a long time. That's a solid story, Tim. Yep. That's that's the significance of number 34 to me. Very that's, special. It's a good tie-in. It's a I'd good watch tie-in. some Danger Mouse on there. Oh, good stuff. God, don't start bringing up Nickelodeon shows. I could be here all day. Danger Mouse, Inspector Gadget. We move on to the Snick years. We start getting into Ren and Stimpy, Rugrats, all that other stuff. Holy cow. That's that's a snack podcast unto itself where we eat some sort of snack dedicated to Nickelodeon and its greatness. I bet Nickelodeon's owned by Mondelez. No, I think they're owned by Viacom. I bet Viacom's owned by Mondelez. I don't know who owns somebody's gotta own Viacom, not by now. I uh... I don't want to Google it. I don't wanna I don't, don't wanna yeah. know who owns who today. It's because we were trying to keep it mellow. Yeah. <sighs> All the way mellow. It's a. It's there, there's there's a theme here, and um, I, we'll, we'll get to the theme when we reveal what the snack is. Yeah, well, you're jumping the gun, but I mean, the yeah. theme in general is to we're very excitable boys. We're very oh excitable. Uh, Tim and I saw each other today. It was a disgusting display of appreciation and joy for each other's manhood. In a non-sexual way, it was it was quite glorious. Yeah. It was gratuitous in public, uh, but nonetheless, it was wonderful. Tim brought me a bag of snacks, uh, and Tim means to me now what Craig means to me because if you feed me, you go right to the top of the list. You get a you get a front of the line pass to my heart, and Tim's done that. He brought me today's snack. And he told me that we needed to keep things chill because he could tell that with the endorsement of Michael Ian Black, uh, with the uh, expected fame and riches that we will get from this lucrative podcast deal that's eminent now at any point, uh, you know, I, 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 was, I was getting a little too excited about stuff. So we're keeping it mellow with this week's snack. Toasted Mallow, Vanilla Bean, Marshmallow Whip, and Peanut Butter Cookie Dough. Did you hear all of those fucking words I said? It's, it's, it's a lot. It's a mouthful. Hold on. Let's backtrack it up. We're going to do a Toasted Mallow, Vanilla Bean, Marshmallow Whip, and Edible... Peanut butter cookie dough. And it's not just, it doesn't just have peanut butter cookie dough. It looks like it has, and excuse me if I'm wrong about this, Tim, it looks like it has Reese's Pieces in it. It does. It does have Reese's Pieces in it, Derek. Now, where on earth did you discover this amazing treat? So, so recently I've had multiple connections to Toasted Mellow, which 
previously was called Fluffit Marshmallows in Gilbert, Arizona. I think the name change was wise. I'm just going to leave it at that. Um, what was the old name again? Fluffit Marshmallows. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's yeah. a good, that's a good yeah. name change. Gonna, we're going to yeah. leave that one alone. It's Do called Toasted to? Mellow now. <laughs> we'll circle back to that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, anyway, they are an artisanal marshmallow shop in Gilbert, Arizona, and I heard about them because one of my kids' swim instructors left uh, the swim school to be a baker at Toasted Mellow. They also, I think, have a cupcake shop. Let me start off by saying that artisanal marshmallow shop is the most pretentious shit I've ever heard in my whole entire life. However, however, before I let that, before, because we're keeping things mellow, and before I let things get too negative, I want to say that even though I want to mock something like an artisanal marshmallow shop, I can't because I know what delicious treats that they produce and I'm holding one of them in my hand. So despite the fact I just, I want to relentlessly, like if you didn't give me this and you just in passing told me in conversation, Tim, that if you went to an artisanal marshmallow, you were like, I was out with Kit and Thora and we stopped by an artisanal marshmallow shop. And then you just tried to be like, so then, and when we went to the supermarket, I wouldn't have let you proceed by passing over telling me that you went to an artisanal marshmallow shop. I think that's reasonable. Okay. But then um, another, uh, my, my personal favorite business in Gilbert, Arizona, because Gilbert, Arizona is uh, for people who aren't from Phoenix, you have like the, the, the central part of the city is like Phoenix, Tempe, Scottsdale, and then everything else starts to get kind of far. Um, and, and Gilbert is in the Southeast part of what we call the Valley. And, um, I don't know. How would you characterize Gilbert? Um, but besides, besides just really effing far, really far away. Very, I don't know. Like, it's very constructed by like home builders, so it's very, uh, I don't know. It's it's very planned out. It's, it's almost too perfect looking when you drive through it. It's creepy. They got white picket fences and shit. It's weird. Yeah, it's 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 this nice part of town now where I think a lot of people our age, maybe a little older, have settled down to raise families. They got good schools, but they're also reaching a point where. All of the like a lot of the chain places that were planned in their you know corner strip malls throughout the town have given way to cool local businesses. So they have like a small, very manicured downtown area where a lot of the cool restaurants in Phoenix, like Lolo's Chicken and Waffles and Postino and Barrio that you don't need to know these places if you're not from town, but, but they've all opened up like second or third locations now in Gilbert so that they have their own little strip, which is a showcase of good local restaurants. Um, but my favorite place in Gilbert is Arizona wilderness brewing company. One of the best breweries in our state. Um, absolutely worth the drive worth the visit if you're ever in the Phoenix area. 
and they made a collaborative beer with marshmallow fluff from Toasted Mallow that was a pistachio milkshake double IPA. Holy shit. So when I saw that, it reminded me uh, that this girl we knew went to work for Toasted Mallow, so I started following them on Instagram. I saw this marshmallow fluff slash cookie dough in a jar, and I was like, we gotta, we got to at least try this. I, see, I want I want to mock you again for the fact that you feel I feel like you're getting paid significantly more than I am for your sponsorship deals and the businesses that you're naming. But everything I, I, I said just now was aggressively hipster. It really was. It was so unnecessarily hipster. Like, let me just take a break and tell you about my beard oil. Oh, please do not talk about the eucalyptus and peppermint beard oil. It's I, I make it myself. It's ridiculous. Uh, Tim, yeah. it, it, it's never going to take off. Uh, the market is flooded with beard oils and washes. They're all ridiculously expensive. And you think you're going to make an artisanal one that you can charge even more for? It's I've absurd. Been, I have been uh, getting my own, producing my own lanolin from my own sheep. I don't care. I'm I told you. Sheep. Like, it's, it's, again... It's such a weird use of the sheep. You don't shear them. You just, like, squeeze them of their lanolin. It's fucking weird. I don't even understand the process that you do it. It's, it would take too long to explain. And your wife's okay with this. Yeah, she thinks they're cute. You keep them in the house. Yeah. They, it, it, it's weird on the tile floor. It's, it's, it's... They, they, they clack a lot. I, I, I can't even concentrate when I'm at your house, Tim. I can't even think. The noise is is outrageous. This is a weird life that you live. Just to I, get the best, just to get the best beard oil, man. I know. I'm committed to this lifestyle. Well, I know, and I know it started out with us complaining about how expensive beard oils were, and we were like, "Man, this whole beard care thing is a racket." I shaved mine off because of it. I get that, but this has gone too far. Yeah. At, th- at that point, I was a few pistachio marshmallow double IPAs in. And I was like, I'm going to start making my own beard oil, and this is where we're at. You're wearing flannel all the time. It's going to be 111 on Thursday. Like, I feel like we need an intervention about about your hipsterness at this point. It's, you know, we let it go. I, hell, I even, I've even embraced it a little bit myself, and, and, and I encourage you to be yourself, right? We have that talk all the time. I always tell you. You, you got to be yourself, Tim, right? You know, let you do these things. You're wearing fucking flannel in 105 degrees. I think that something's wrong. Like, I don't want to tell you how to live your life. Don't get me wrong. But it's, it's, it's one craft beer place after the next mixed with, like, these weird artisanal marshmallow shops. This isn't the only one you frequent. Like marshmallow, and there's the artisanal cupcake shops, and there's the artisanal candy shops. Everybody goes to artisanal cupcake shops. Nobody goes to artisanal cupcake shops, Tim. No, nobody buys cupcakes at the grocery store anymore. Everybody, everybody knows a cupcake place. Everybody knows a local cupcake place. You know what I appreciate about this vanilla bean marshmallow whip and peanut butter cookie dough? What's that? There is not a single... Not a single nutritional fact on this container. They do list the ingredients. 
That's fine. And the, ingre- and the ingredients sound super legit. Well, no, it's not. No, no, no. That's not my concern. You know what my concern is, Tim. Like, they don't tell you how much sugar is in it. Right. They're not telling was, me how much damage I'm about to do to myself. It was kind of a weird experience going to this marshmallow place because I went there with the whole family. And what the, the main thing that I feel like they have is this incredible marshmallow. And they're trying to they're, – they're feeling out different ways to showcase the marshmallow. Mm-hmm. And I think their main treat that you can get is a s'more in which they put – the marshmallows in a graham cracker bowl with any number of toppings. And then they toast the marshmallow with a torch to your satisfaction. Mm. They really want that marshmallow to be the star though. Yeah. And the marshmallow is the star. And um, so I had, I had like a German chocolate s'more. Um, Thora got a rainbow unicorn s'more. Of course. But then they also, they also have these like whipped drinks and I'm not sure. I'm not sure if they're like milkshakes or if they're like marshmallow fluff. I I, I have no idea, and it, it was kind of it was, it was kind of overwhelming to go in there because it's it's like Willy Wonka and Pinterest had a baby, mm-hmm. a very cool baby. Yeah, yeah, cool as shit that baby. But the s'more, while while the marshmallow was absolutely the star, the the other parts of it, it got it got just like too sugary for me. Like I I couldn't quite handle that that like feeling that every molecule of my mouth was like bonded with sugar by the time I was done with it. Gotcha. Yeah. No, I know. I I don't like the overpowering with sugar, and I think that's the only thing that could do this particular snack in. Now, when it comes to s'mores, I feel that I have perfected the s'more. Uh, I make my s'mores in my smoker. Whoa. Yes, sir. That's how I make my s'mores. And they come out perfect. Now, the only thing that my s'mores lack is that, you know, charcoal crispiness of the outside of the marshmallow. But the smoker does make it surprisingly cooked on the outside. So it's still like hard and crispy with a super gooey inside. It just Mm. doesn't get overcooked. And like the chocolate, I put the chocolate on top of the marshmallow. I buy these marshmallows that they make. Kraft makes these wonderful square marshmallows that are made for s'mores. Those are cool. They're awesome. And then you put the chocolate on top. Chocolate melts all over the marshmallow. And it all cooks together in one beautiful thing. It's probably the best s'more I've ever had. How long do you smoke the s'more? Like like 10 hours? Oh, no, 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 no. No, 15? No, well, what you want to do is you want to start, like, a water bath, preferably with, like, beer and, like, some onions and some garlic in it underneath it. And you're going to slow roast it at, like, 250 for four hours. So, like, it's not one of those instant snacks. Like, you're not having it right now. Yeah. But, yeah, if you, you know. But it, but it really is like smoking meat where it takes a long time to do it. Oh, no, not at all. Okay. I was being facetious. This takes about uh, four, was... four minutes. And this is like, this is after you've smoked some meat. You just like, mm-hmm. s'more goes in. Yep, s'mores go right in. Get that meat flavor all over it. Who doesn't want that? Yeah, one of the, there's a, have you been to Little Miss Barbecue? No, here I, in Phoenix? I'm just, it's the greatest barbecue ever. We're just going to assault our viewers who, <sighs> they hate, know, who come from as far yeah. away as, as Canada. Um, 
parts of the Midwest. And well, they... let's say, let's say this. Let's say this. If you are listening to this podcast as part of the SteelCage.com network, and you are here as a wrestling fan that also enjoys snacks, this could be a very helpful guide if you're deciding to come out here for Royal Rumble in January. Go ahead, Tim. Please continue. Yeah, you probably will find us at Little Miss Barbecue oh. in January. Uh, where sure. they also they smoke along with the best some of the best the best brisket I've ever had. They smoke these little tiny pecan pies. Oh god, the pecan pies! Just just so the whole pie. And those, oh my god, they're so great. Now I'm interested to see because Arizona isn't necessarily known for its barbecue, but I am going to Austin, Texas for Schlag's uh, bachelor party, and it is going to be one of those situations where. It is going to be a barbecue bonanza. And I'm interested to see if places in Texas are actually better than our local Little Miss Barbecue. So Little Miss Barbecue is like they did take their inspiration from the Texas style. I don't know that we have our own signature style of barbecue out here. I don't know if a lot of places do. I mean, I think of barbecue and I think of a couple of couple of places, but I don't think of too many. You know, I think, yeah. I think of like... Memphis, St. Louis, you know, Texas. Yeah, Kansas others. City. Kansas City, right. Um, but, yeah, anyway. You know what I don't think of, though? I don't think of them doing s'mores. I don't no. think of them having artisanal marshmallow shops like we got. So, are you ready yeah, to do I don't do know this? how many artisanal marshmallow shops are in the world. You can actually order stuff from this marshmallow shop, and they will ship it to you. I was just looking at this. And I don't have like a very special offer code or anything. We are not sponsored by uh, the good folks at the Toasted Mellow. I, uh, I I don't fucking believe that for a second, Tim. I don't believe anything you're saying. You have been, uh, you've been selling. You've been you've been throwing names out left and right. I'm really curious as to what's really going on. Was, over there if we could get sponsored by Arizona Wilderness, I would just work for beer. My God. That'd be. We're not even. We're not even a beer podcast. We're not. We're not cicerones. We're certified snackologists. It's a whole different process. You you drink up all of our advertising budgets in one night. Yeah, uh, probably during the podcast. Yeah. Are you ready to eat some toasted malo marshmallow? Where the marshmallow yes. is the star. Yes, but Uh-oh. there's one other thing that I'm concerned about, which is how to go about eating this, because this is a. Eight and a half ounce jar. It's not. How would you describe the size of it? Um, I would say most people would see this as being like, I, I don't know, some sort of face cream size jar. Yeah. A, a small jelly size jar or small peanut butter size jar. I don't know. Yeah, that's that's about right. Yeah. So it's not. It's not a really big jar. Do you think that we're going to eat it all in one sitting? Because what I'm nervous about no, is Tim, that... we, Tim, we are totally eating this in one sitting. Don't. Stop it. All right. <laughs> Dude. Just stop it. Stop have you ever, it. You have are you ever being absurd. Pudding? We are eating this eat, whole thing. Have you ever eaten some pudding and then put the pudding like in the fridge? Like you didn't finish the pudding? Yeah. You put the pudding back in the fridge and then when you go back to it, it's all watery? Yeah, no, I don't think that's going to happen with this. But that's because the enzymes in your saliva break down the starches in the pudding. Oh, God, that's gross, Tim. It's disgusting. That's gross. It's, 
But like, yeah, Stop ruining like, snacks for me, Tim. So, sometimes understanding science makes things less disgusting. Oh. Not this time. Oh. Yeah. Can we eat this now? I'm just, I'm so... Before my saliva ruins it? All right. I'm just, I'm worried about it, because if, if we don't finish it, if we don't eat 8.5 ounces of cookie dough and marshmallow... Okay. Tim, we are going to eat the whole goddamn thing. Challenge for the love of God. We're doing this. Well, it's a time for play. It's a whipping day. I wait for it to hold you around. Are those are marshmallow clouds being friendly in the arms of the evergreen tree. And the sun is red like a pumpkin head. Also, I found the plastic safety seal was very easy to take off. Congratulations to them on having a good perforation. Yeah. I don't, that's not something that we rate a snack on, but... No, but it should be. Yeah. It should yeah. be. Consider it in your process. Remember what they said in the Institute, man. It's all part of the process. You take it all into consideration for your rating. The whole experience. Like, I am digging the fact that this marshmallow is so easy to get through, yet the cookie is giving me... A little bit of a fight. I had to go all fluff on my first bite just because I couldn't quite dig deep enough. Oh, God damn it. Oh. Now, this is also part of that edible cookie dough craze. And I love a while back when Schlag tweeted that all cookie dough is edible if you're not a coward. <laughs> says the guy I saw get run down with food poisoning in New Orleans. Hey, ma'am. <laughs> every man dies of food poisoning. Not every man truly lives. Mm-hmm. Goddamn right about that. Oh, I like this so much. This was, people are like, you eat, you eat how much Filibertos? <laughs> and I'm like, shut up. I'm a heartier person because of it. Mm-hmm. This is very good. Yeah. The cookie dough is a really nice compliment. The marshmallow fluff is is really sweet. It's like, it is not, it is nothing like a craft marshmallow fluff. It's, it's, it's soft. It has a lot of give to it. It's not, it's oh, not yeah. particularly sticky or springy. Uh-huh. Well, your spoon goes right through that. You could, and they sell the fluff by itself too. You could, you could make a fluffer nutter out of this, no problem. Oh my god! But yeah, you're right. Like the cookie dough is a nice complement to it because the cookie dough isn't super sweet, but it's still peanut butter cookie dough. Mm-hmm. The other options were birthday cake cookie dough or chocolate chip cookie dough. Oh no, you made the right move. I think the peanut butter. Is, is, is really doing doing a good job here balancing out the kind of extreme sweetness on this marshmallow fluff. I mean, it's all still extremely sweet. Um, yeah. Ridiculously, insanely sweet. So that was why I was thinking I might eat half of it and put it in the fridge. 
but I'm worried what my what my saliva is going to do to the marshmallow fluff. It's going to destroy it, Tim. Your disgusting saliva is going to break down and destroy this wonderful marshmallow fluff. So you better eat what, every bite of it. Yeah, I rode all the way to China today on a rowing machine. I can do it. I feel really uncomfortable talking about that. I'm assuming that China is about 2,000 meters from here by sea. There's a point when synergy crosses a line. And I feel like your gym did that. Yeah, I think so. I feel like they were way over the line. <laughs> now, on one hand, I love this snack, but I don't know if I would ever give it to my daughter. I wouldn't want her to know that there are sweets out there this sweet. And I can only imagine what this would do to her as far as making her bounce off the walls and go literally insane. <coughs> I saw today online that you can get a burrito in Las Vegas that's filled with candy, three scoops of ice cream, and sprinkles wrapped inside of cotton candy made into it's a wrapped. burrito. The, the cotton candy is the tortilla? The cotton candy is the tortilla. But why not just a why not just a crepe? Because when you cut it open in the middle like they do, it's a wonderful explosion of colors and excitement and craziness. Why would you put ice cream inside of cotton candy? Why would you do any of this? When did ice when was I like remember remember when we were kids, Tim? Mm-hmm. You know what got us excited here in Arizona, speaking of local businesses? What's up? Cold Stone Creamery. Oh, yeah. A place that would take your ice cream and they would fuck it up with toppings. They yeah. would just mix those toppings in. That was that was exciting to us. That was new. That was neat. That was crazy. Now you're getting your ice cream wrapped inside of cotton candy. Kids these days. Get off my lawn. That's wow. Yeah, I didn't think of that. Coldstone's still still going strong here though. We we still uh Oh, that's pedestrian now though. Come on, Tim. Yeah, but I mean the the former CEO like we elected him to be our governor. That's pretty sure. good. Sure. I think I I feel like that that is an indication that we're still we still like it, love it, got to have it. Yeah, but that's the, that's why they're not innovating cuz he's busy off running a state and he's not thinking of cool new shit like wrapping ice cream and cotton candy. You know what I mean? Maybe if he was, maybe if he was a little bit more focused on the business, maybe they could be wrapping ice cream and cotton candy. You know, staying ahead of the game, innovating, changing, changing it up. Do you think the snack would be even better cold? Is yours not, Tim? No, it's just cold. Mine's totally cold, Tim. I didn't put mine in the fridge because it was when I bought them; they were just on the <laughs> shelf. Um, it said specifically on the side of it to put it in the refrigerator. I know. I didn't. I didn't read it because I didn't want any spoilers for the podcast. Oh, that's absurd. 
Well, that's, it sounds, it you sounds know, that's stupid the... now. Now that you pointed out to me, yes, I see that it's absurd. Let me tell you, it was delicious cold. I don't know how it was room temperature, but it was uh, delicious but you, cold. You finished it already? Um, I might have. I might have taken huge bites when I was eating it. I might That's, not. I might not really be able to explain what happened. I'm. I'm not judging you. I think I would recommend sticking this in the fridge, though, for a more for a more authentic cookie dough experience. This is a this is a solid cookie dough. I don't know how it's shelf stable. I don't really appreciate your judgment of me and the fact that I ate this whole jar already. I realize that that came off as judgy. Oh, so and judgy, Tim. It's coming. It's coming from a place where, where I just I, I feel like I should be eating faster. Oh, Tim. I'm I'm really I'm ashamed it's, of my own yeah. speed. That's it's because you're a big guy and all that. Oh, you got to understand. I, I'm a big guy too. Yeah, but but being but being a big guy, it's like you can't run faster than somebody else. Right. Like you can. I mean, I'm I'm, I'm okay at rowing to China. Um, but you know, what I, what I can usually do fast is eat stuff. When I'm, when I'm picking and then I'm eating and then I'm rating, it's kind of all a blur. I pick, I eat, I rate and it all kind of goes in. It's consumed. It's digested. It's tabulated. A figure gets spit out. And next thing you know, here I am rating toasted mallow, vanilla bean, marshmallow whip, and peanut butter cookie dough an eight. I don't know if you were ready for my rating hot out of the gate like that, but I was ready to give it to you. You know Usually. why? Because I finished mine and I'm done, and the only decision that I have left here now is that I would like some more, but Gilbert, Arizona is an hour and 25 minutes away. According to this Google's map that I just pulled up. So I've, I figured out here that you can, you can get a two pack of these for, uh, what's, what, what is it? It's, it's $14. But shipping is like eight fifty. Of course it is. That's 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 a little steep. They're pretty dense uh, for this neck. I don't, and that's that's shipping for like a small container. So I don't know, I don't know how many jars of this you can pack into that eight fifty shipping container. And that was that was when I put in the address for like my my parents' house in St. Louis. So, you know, if you're shipping it across the United States, that's how much it's going to cost you. Um. Yeah, like I said, if I if I had been on the ball, I bet I could have sweet talked them into giving me like a special offer code or something. That would make me feel like a real podcast, even if we weren't getting a kickback from it. Well, Tim, like every every podcast should just have a should come with a very special offer code. You could just be a a, a reseller for them, you know, get involved in some sort of marshmallow related pyramid I, scheme. I'm I'm just I'm just begging them to yeah to to get me in on their multi level marshmallow. Well, yeah. 
I mean, all you need to do is bring in three guys, and the next thing you know, everything that they're making, you're getting a cut of it. And, I mean, you literally, it makes itself. Now, now would you sell marshmallows for me? Because Jared doesn't have a job either. So if I get you and Jared selling marshmallows, I'd I'm sl- already... I'd like marshmallows. Yeah, I mean... Yeah. I'm not above this, that. Now, it says good. here that I could take the I-10... 15.8 miles, but I feel like maybe if I take the 101 around, that's neither here nor there. Um, you know, now we're starting to sound like California people. Yeah, no, I'm just trying to figure out how I can get some more of this in my life. Because I ate this whole container and I'm upset. I almost rated this a 10. I almost rated this a 10. Because uh, I'm, I'm, I'm impetuous. And I got excited, and I really liked it. Uh, but I will say now, upon you know thinking about it, the cookie dough did have a little bit of a weird uh, taste to it, just a little bit. So I have to deduct a little bit of points for that. It's not like it was gross or disgusting. It was just, it's not real cookie dough. So it's, it's once again, it's whatever they're using to manufacture that cookie dough consistency and kind of flavor and, and everything. But... It's it's very close. I mean, there's there's egg whites in it. Yeah, definitely. It's, yeah. Now I like the amount of marshmallow. Like when we say they split the container on this, it is literally like a fifty fifty mix of marshmallow to cookie dough, and that's impressive. Uh, I didn't think that it needed this much marshmallow, but because it's so easy to get through, it's it's really enjoyable, and I like it. I mean, you're you're gonna eat this whole container. This whole 8.5 ounce container, that's what it's meant for. There's no way this is meant to be shared or eaten in any other capacity other than all at once at one time. So I, I like the uh, you know, the self-contained nature of it. And now I'm going to throw it away in the trash because I'm done with it. You're not, you're not going to rinse and recycle? Not even a little bit, Tim. Wow. It was going to take a long time to rinse the marshmallow out of this jar. Um, man, I... I'm in a harder. I had a little bit harder of a time finishing it than you did, and I think I should have stuck it in the fridge. And I would advise anybody who gets this snack to to refrigerate it before you eat it. Um, because for me it seems like I did I did actually wave my wife over when she came downstairs from putting the kids to bed and 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 gave her a bite of it. She gave me the thumbs up. So that's good. And um. I'm going to rate toasted mallow, vanilla bean marshmallow whip, peanut butter cookie dough, a 7.5. Drink. Drink, Craig. You really Craig, are. Craig's, Craig's playing the drinking game. You really are a monster. I am. Like, this is, this is, this is why I don't like doing this podcast with you. What? This, this right this, here. After after everything we've built? Oh, man. Yeah, no, I mean, I love what we've built. And I love our friendship. And you brought me this snack. I did. I can't even believe I'm saying these words to you. I did. And it's probably my fault that I didn't enjoy it as much as you did. Oh, it's absolutely your fault. 100% my fault. I'll see you next week. All right. And what's that?
Fuck Nazis. Oh, yeah. Fuck, fuck Nazis. Nazis. Totally. Fuck Nazis.